All righty. Hey, everybody. My name is Colby, and I am an alcoholic and addict. Um, so let's dig right into it. Um, my childhood was pretty good. My dad was a mobile home salesman. Um, life was pretty good until my granddad passed away. And um, when he passed away, he kind of held my family together. And when they got, uh, when he passed away, my parents got a divorce. At first, it was really cool because it seemed like, uh, you know, two birthdays, two Christmases, two of everything. But <clears throat> shortly after that, me being a kid, I wanted my parents back together, and I started falling into rebellion. And uh, I uh, started hanging out with older kids and, you know, just doing rebellion stuff that I shouldn't have been partaking in. Um, so that fast forwards us to 2007 when I was in seventh grade. This is when I found my first addiction, um, to money. I started taking all of my Christmas month or all my gift cards and stuff like that. And I started selling candy in school and I found out that I had a bad addiction to money and that progressed into selling different cigarettes and that progressed into me selling drugs. Um, I'm now 15. I went to my sister's house for a small get together and they told me that I couldn't be there unless I was going to drink or smoke with them. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to partake in smoking because that's just illegal. Even though I was already selling it, I'll drink. And me being me, when I started drinking, I ended up blackout drunk, um, I passed out in a flower bed at a Alagasco, which if you're not from around this area, um, I'm in Alabama. Some of y'all might not know, but it is a gas company. And um, I was sit they found me sitting there just taking the water dripping from a faucet, splashing it in my mouth because I was so drunk that I just wanted something else to drink. Um, so... Fast forward to my ninth grade year in school, I got caught with alcohol and drugs at school that landed me into alternative school. Um, I really enjoyed alternative school at first because uh, I could easily, I got on the um, alternative school teacher's good side and he allowed me to take all my tests at my desk and so my GPA average shot up because I was making straight A's and alternative school. Um <clears throat> so I finished ninth grade in alternative school. Come tenth grade I was in regular class again and I ended up getting caught with drugs again at school. They expelled me for six months and uh I ended up talking my mother into letting me get my GED. And so she allowed me to get my GED. After I got my GED, I enrolled into college. Um, college didn't go too well. One of my first college classes that I went to, I walked into the classroom, and my girlfriend's mother was sitting in there, and she was like, aren't you my daughter's boyfriend? And I was like, yeah, I am. 
And uh, that night, my girlfriend called and broke up with me because her mom said that I was too old to date her daughter when I was only a year or two older, older than her, but I was in college. Um, from there, um, I was going to class, and my mother had stolen my college funds. And, uh, sorry, moving rooms. Don't want to offend my mother and her over hear me talking about her. Um, so, uh, she stole my college funds and, uh, wiped out my bank account. And I was pretty pissed off about it. So those college textbooks are quite expensive. And, uh, I took and sold those textbooks back to the college and uh, off to the drug dealer. And I bought a shitload of drugs and alcohol. Um, after Shortly after that, my nana passed away. Uh, she was more of a mother to me. She was always there for me. <clears throat> and I was really close to her. So when she passed away... I kind of definitely went down the spiral. I ended up moving out because my mom inherited the house. And uh, I fell really deep into my addiction and uh, moved in with a friend. And I kind of completely lost myself into just drinking and drugging. And I was also selling and I was taking in cars and all kind of stuff. Things really got crazy. After that, um, my life kind of was a blur because I was things so fucked up. I don't really remember that time period of life. Um, I met a girl and uh, thought it was true love. It was not. Um, I ended up not doing what she wanted, and she ended up setting me up. And it was my first time facing charges. I think I was charged with seven felonies. And, um, you know, my mom's not all bad. She uh, did great leg work. And she um, got my prison sentence um, suspended. And they accepted me to go to Team Challenge. Um, I went into Team Challenge. And... I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to get right. And uh, I was completely acting the fool in there. I ended up getting kicked out. Um, When I got kicked out, they told me to call my probation officer and tell my probation officer that I had been kicked out of the program. And I did not. I just came home and I was getting drunk and high. And after my month, I went back to rehab. Well, that was kind of a drive. So before... I we went back, I called them, and I allowed them to know that I had been fucking up and getting drunk and high while I was out. I told them I wasn't ready to go home, and y'all threw me back into the wolves. And um, they uh, asked me if I called my probation officer. I told them I did not. Y'all were responsible for me. I've never snitched on anybody in my life. I damn sure wasn't about to snitch on myself. And from there... Um, I had already done like nine, ten months in the program. And so 
And I told myself that I probably should get it right while I'm in this program or I'm facing, I was facing like two to five years in prison. And so I like to say I faked it till I made it. I went in and I ended up completing it uh, after my month of being kicked out since I came back with alcohol and marijuana in my system. They added six months of my program. Um, but I did graduate from the challenge. Um, I uh, was released, and so 90 days after I graduated from Teen Challenge, well, I guess after I got out of Teen Challenge, I decided that the drugs were my problem. I need to stay away from the drugs. The drugs is what got me in the situation I was in. Um, I started hitting the bars really heavily because I turned 20 in the county jail, and I turned 21 in Teen Challenge, so I decided that it was time to go see what the bar life was about because I never experienced. I experienced a lot of drinking and drugging, but I had not experienced the bar life. Me being me, the bars kind of took over my life. Uh, I was there every weekend. I was there... When they were open during the week, so me and my friends would make up random-ass fucking nights to go to little bars around town to just get drunk. Um, 90 days after being released from Teen Challenge, I got into a car accident for drinking and driving. I ended up killing one of my best friends, and I was charged with manslaughter. Um, the car accident happened in 2015, and this is where I definitely consider my rock bottom. Um, there was a guy improperly backing the trailer in the middle of the highway. He was also intoxicated, so they didn't really know how to handle the situation. So, from 2015 to 2017, I fell into a deep state of mind. I was drinking really heavily. I was doing drugs real heavily. I started taking acid real heavily because um, I wanted something to help me escape the state of mind I was in and to help me get to a different place. Um, on those times that I took acid, I definitely went to some really dark places. Um, I went to hell, I went to heaven, I see my friend, um, I really went on some wild ass trips. I do not recommend you taking acid after taking a friend's life and knowing that you're facing prison, because it will send you to some really deep and dark situations. <clears throat> so, uh, I was really, you know, just completely lost myself, I was facing some really deep suicidal thoughts. Um, they ended up swarming my house because of my previous seven felonies. They said I was a flight risk. There was cops all around my house at the back door, the garage door, the front door. They came really deep. Um, they ended up taking me to jail. My ass should have just stayed in jail because I would have got time served probably if I would have just stayed but me being me and it came so unexpectedly I said I'm bonding the hell out so I bonded out and it took another year 
for me to go to prison, but at least I uh knew what was coming and it wasn't so unexpected. <clears throat> I had time to save up some money. So I uh, went to court and they ended up charging me with the manslaughter. They offered me a plea deal and uh, I took it. And I ended up going to prison. I ended up doing, my sentence was eight years, four months. I ended up doing two years, nine months with good behavior is what I was supposed to get. Um, COVID hit while I was incarcerated in prison. And because I went in and I took every program and every substance abuse class that I could while in prison, they ended up giving me mandatory release. I ended up doing two years and a day. Everybody's always like, why do you say two years in a day and not two years? I don't know if y'all heard about Alabama prisons, but they are fucked up. I'm sure all prisons are, but I've seen a lot of people die in prison. Um, so I ended up completing prison. Yeah, or I don't know, not completing, but ending my sentence or getting mandatory release, however you want to say. Uh, I got released. Everybody wanted to celebrate that I was home or whatever. I really uh, told myself in prison that I was done with drinking and drugging because it fucking cost me to kill somebody. I told myself I was done with this shit. But me being me, they celebrate or they threw me a going or coming home party and they kept shoving drinks in my face. I said no, I said no, but after so many drinks are put in your face, and everybody was drinking. I decided I wanted to party too. So I fucking got stupid drunk that night. Blackout drunk. Uh, I beat myself up for about two weeks. I was going through some suicidal thoughts again. Because I was scared to death. That I was down, headed down the same path. That I was telling myself. That I was going to get away from. I thought about driving my truck off into the woods. And killing myself. Driving it off a bridge. I really... I was I was terrified that I was going to go back to being the person that I really told myself that I was done with. Um, After about two to three weeks of dealing with those issues, I had a friend reach out to me and say, Hey, Colby, while you were in prison, I was uh, got in some trouble and I mandated to go to some AA meetings. Would you go with me? I said, most definitely. Why haven't I thought about this shit myself? I've been in and out of the room since I was 15. Trust me, I didn't want to be in the room since I was 15. Though I came in home kicking and screaming like a toddler. Having to get my little paper signed. But it made me realize what I needed in my life. And who I needed to surround myself with. Um, So, I started going meetings before I knew it. She quit going to the meetings. Next thing I know, um, I'm being given a key to the place that's now my home group. And um, the gentleman, he asked me, he said, do you have a sponsor? I said, no. He was like, okay, well, here's you some homework. My cousin, I think, had four years in the program at the time. I called him that night and I told him, hey, I got this one guy that I'm thinking about being my sponsor. Um he bought me a big book. He said, that ain't your sponsor. Somebody bought him a big book and told him to pay it forward. 
I said, okay, well, the next guy, he really talks with a clear head. Um, he really has some good shares. I could see him being my sponsor. He was like, all right, well, what about the third guy? And I said, this old man, he's crazy as hell. He talks like a sailor, and I can see me being like him when I freaking get his age. And I said, and he gave me some homework. He said, oh, well, that's your fucking sponsor right there if he gave you homework. I said, I thought I got to pick my sponsor. He said, sometimes they pick you. So that was my sponsor. And uh, we started doing some step work. Uh, even though he is a very laid back person, he doesn't tell you, Hey, we need to do this. He don't put a time on it. He lets you do it how you want to do it. He doesn't force it down your throat. And for me, I probably needed it forced down my throat though. I need direction in my life because I cannot do this shit alone. That's why I'm in these rooms with y'all because I know me being alone gets me fucked up and drunk. But um, it kept me sober. And um, one of my biggest things that helped me stay sober at the beginning of my recovery was uh, I would go to that cemetery. I would hit my knees at that cemetery, and I would talk to my buddy, and I would talk to my higher power. And those are the main things that helped me stay sober at the beginning. Um, of course, you know, the steps did a lot for me. Um, uh, then I met my girlfriend, well, I didn't meet my girlfriend, me and Bree have known each other for a long time, but we rekindled, um, at a funeral, weird to say, one of our friends actually fell into this disease and some shit was really bothering her and she ended up committing suicide and me and Bree met back up there and, um, she was court-ordered to these rooms. I told her I would most definitely go with her. And, you know, um, the relationship took off, and uh, Brie ended up getting pregnant. I became a father. I really found some joy in this program and through this new life. I never thought I would ever be a father. Um, fast forward or rewind a little bit when I did those step works the first time though, I was terrified to make those amends and, um, I was scared that people were going to be like, fuck you, you're crazy. You fucked up so much. We're not allowing this. I was terrified. So recently, I got with a new gentleman. He is now considered my big book sponsor. And me and him went through these steps in a very quick process. We went through them in about a month and a half, two months. Um, I've still been doing some writing. And uh, this week, I'm going to start making those amends. Because I know that I need to make those amends. <clears throat> I wish I would have made them earlier, but I was nervous and scared as hell to make them. And I am now ready for the peace and the freedom that this program promises, which I've had the peace uh, coming up on three and a half years sober. So I definitely have had the peace, but 
there's still some stuff that I struggle with and making those amends, I feel like will give me that freedom that I really am seeking and want. Um, and then one other thing is my first sponsor, he has been telling me since I got in this program that we can't fix everything. Sometimes we need to go see professional help. But I was terrified to go see that professional help because I was scared that they would offer me Xanax, Klodopin, and me knowing how I am, I would abuse the shit out of that stuff. You told me this was a month worth. Work. It was be gone in a couple of days to a week at tops. And so I wouldn't go see that professional help because I was so terrified that they were going to offer me pills. But I just recently, last week, I went and seek that professional help because um, taking a friend's life was really traumatizing. And I just needed to talk to somebody. Uh, and hey, if you haven't, that's amazing. That's great for you. I am, hope you never have to face anything like that. But yet, you are eligible to, if you go back out there and fucking pick that drink or drug up, because I told myself that it ain't going to happen. I'm never going to see prison. I'm never going to kill anybody. I fucking did. And I don't want to see any of y'all have to go through that and suffer. And that shit still eats with me daily. Um, but that, um, you know, I was, like I said, I was terrified to go see that professional help. And I finally took the step to go see her. And she looked at me and she asked me, do I want medication? And I was like, fuck, I'm not a doctor. What do you mean? Do I want medication? I looked at her and I said, do you think I need medication? She said, that's completely up to you. I said, well, I'm going to keep coming back and seeing you. And uh, I'll answer this in a month or two. Let's just see if this shit helps me just talking and getting it off my chest. And so that first appointment went really well. She told me that eventually that I could bring my girlfriend and my daughter. We could have a family session as well. Um. So that is about it. My sobriety date is 8-31-2020. Um, I love y'all. Thank y'all for being here. That is it.